Utah is perhaps the most unique state in all the Union. It is a state where not only is freedom embraced, but we also carry a belief that that freedom and rights come from God. Now, this has served Utah well for a long time. Unfortunately, this also attracts unwanted attention from those who would want to subvert these founding ideas. They feel like if they can turn Utah left, they can do it anywhere else in the Union. On this episode, I have Utah's own political watchdog, Chelsea Hope, back on the program to talk about what kind of crazy policies are being implemented right now on the down low. Now, some of the updates that Chelsea has, they are absolutely explosive. So make sure you pay attention and stay tuned in. No matter if you live in Utah or not, pay close attention because the tactics they used here will be tactics they use in other places. That's next on this episode of the Mormon Renegade Podcast. Look, it's no secret that our society has become much more crude and coarse. To become and raise men and women of virtue and character is a Herculean task. To help with this, I have recently wrote and published a book. Now, back in the 1700s, Washington had a book called Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior in Company and Conversation. It was a book with 110 rules that talked about how to conduct yourself like a civilized person in society, something that today's society is sorely lacking. What I did is I went back through the book and I reinterpreted his original sayings for the 21st century. So the book is laid out in a way in which you see Washington's original rule. Right below that is my explanation for the 21st century. And below that, you'll find two or three examples of where to use this in the real world. Now, to go along with this, there's a workbook that helps parents teach these principles and practices to their kids. To find the book, go to mormonrenegade.com, go to the bottom of the page, search out the blog post, and order your copy today. I can bear personal testimony from personal experience that this is an invaluable tool to help you raise men and women of virtue and character. Chelsea, how's it going? I'm good, Dave. How are you doing? Good. Christmas was good? It was great, as always. Now it's back to the grind. Back to the grind. Back, back to, to the grind. grind. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while since we talked last. And when when we when we talked last, um, th- there was some pretty nasty stuff in there as far as like Envision Utah and that sort of stuff. And so when yeah. I called you back up, because... I'm going to be honest. You're the one I call for like updates, right? Um, I'm, I'm a big believer. Everybody needs Chelsea hope just because she's in the know. She's got it dialed down for Utah. And one of the reasons I like to focus on Utah so much is that there, there's a couple States in the union. I think we all need to watch. Um, Texas is one. And Utah is the other. Those have, have historically been conservative strongholds within the country. Now you can look at Idaho. That's one as well, but it's Idaho. They don't have a population base big enough to, to really do it. And the other thing about Utah and Texas, they have their own culture as well. 
And that culture is very rooted in this idea of personal liberty. So I've always said when 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 the hard left comes, they're going to come for those two states first, because if they can get pick off those two states. I think they feel like they have car blanc to do it anywhere else. Um, and so that's why I like talking to you because you give us a lowdown on what's going on in Utah specifically. But I think it, it it's a good barometer of of where the rest of the country is going to go. Um, and you said you got some stuff that's damn near nuclear, right? That's happened as of late. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and, you know, Utah is the more and more I dig, the more and more that I just find and confirm and reaffirm that Utah is their new capital, their global hub. So it's all going down in Utah. We are definitely ground zero. Um, Actually, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode that we did, but the University of Nevada, Las Vegas actually wrote a paper on Envision Utah, which Mike Levitt started, by the way um called the utah model and they basically said in there that wow you wouldn't think that in utah a state where their population is so conservative and religious and christian would be falling for and and rooting for socialist and communist type policies but that is exactly what has happened and this whole envision utah thing they're calling it the utah model they labeled it the utah model they say we need to use this in our states to basically manipulate our people too and buy into the agenda. So really what I've been finding along with a, a, somebody else that I collaborate with on research um, with Utah Freedom Coalition, uh, Mike Levitt actually started Envision Utah. He started the Smart States program um, that has he initiated all of the programs that have rolled out to the rest of the states. So he's basically created the toolkits for the United Nations to use in all of the states. Um, so Envision Utah is like the manipulation tool, the smart states, obviously. Uh, we've talked about the smart cities in the 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Spencer Cox came out and announced that Utah will be the first smart state in the nation. Um, in Libra, he came up with, which is in Libra basically means in balance. And it's this whole in balance with harmony and balance with nature. Um, rather than worshiping God, it's worship of the planet and the health of, a, of the planet. So for climate change, we need to be doing all these things. But he created all these programs that rolled out to the rest of the state. And if people remember under you know Clinton and the Bushes, he was head of the EPA, head of the um, Health and Human Services. So he did a lot to help sign our rights, health rights over away to the World Health Organization. Um, what else? Uh, governor he was ambassador but i mean he started the western governors university which basically started the indoctrination system into the schools of the social and political push that you see in the schools he actually because it was the first virtual online learning he dubbed it social distance learning way back then so mike has created the toolkits and has rolled it out in utah um and i don't know if i mentioned this last time or not, but they have decided that Utah is going to be the birthing place of the fourth industrial revolution. And they, the um, Teresa Foxley and Natalie Gochnor, who Spencer Cox appointed to oversee that whole uh, uh, transformation, that whole initiative, they quote, quoted Klaus Schwab, 
World Economic Forum. No, no. Voted Klaus. It is in an article and on her and on, I think it's on Natalie's page, her blog page, but quoted Klaus and then talked about how Utah is going to be the birthing place of the fourth industrial revolution and transhumanism. So okay, let, let me stop you there because there's a, there's some stuff there I want to unpack real quick. Okay. First, I've talked about why I think they would want to take Utah and Texas first because they are such strongholds of yeah. of of you know conservative principles and whatnot. But is there another reason they want Utah so badly? I mean, what is it that they look at in Utah that that makes them think that this is the best place to roll this stuff out? Why is it the birthing place? We are mineral rich. We have a lot of minerals that are, you know, for the semiconductors and the uranium, all the things that they need for this. Um, I do honestly think, though, I don't think it's so much physical as it is spiritual. I really think that if they think that they can take over the most Christian and conservative state in the country, that they can, if they can get us here, they can roll it out everywhere else. I don't know if it's just that, you know, this is where Mike Levitt grew up and you know what I mean? Because he was a right. huge prophet. Um, but for whatever reason, Utah is the key. I do think it's more spiritual than anything. Um, but we are very mineral rich and we have a lot of the the terrain and, and minerals and things that they need for this. Okay. Uh, the Great Salt Lake kind of plays a part in that too. You talked about a fourth industrial revolution. What does that look like? I mean, the 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 last industrial revolution was all about mass production, right? It it yeah. it, it starts with factories and then uh henry ford really gets it going with you know how the assembly line it was a switch from agriculture to more industrial you had massive uh, amounts of the population for the first time moving to to cities what does yeah. this next one look like what is it centered around yeah so it was a huge change a huge transformation of really the way that our world worked and like you said, pushing humans towards cities. Uh, the next step is from the cities into urbanized. We're seeing this with the high density housing. And since the last time we talked, I think you're seeing a lot of what I said was gonna happen, happening rapidly. But this you know, high density, tall, compact um, buildings and hubs and cities, they actually have a habitat, a wildlife habitat program. It's called the, the Wildlife Project. Um, and they have this human resettlement map of where humans will be. Um, and there's not a whole lot of area. I mean, it is very compact, high dense. They want us in these little urban mega region cities. Um, and the rest, you look at the map and the rest of the map is all given back to wild, right? Harmony and balance with nature and Libra, um, but off limit to humans. So they are bringing them in. Um, as far as last time, it was, you know, these factors, factories and industry. This is going to be, so they're bringing in web three. So web one was the creation of the internet, which CERN actually created the internet off of four original nodes. And those four nodes, I don't remember the first one. Second one was Berkeley, California. The third was Stanford, which is was the American Eugenics Society. And the fourth was University of Utah. And so we actually were one of the original nodes in creating the internet under CERN, but Web one, um, the invent of the internet, right? They put out information. 
Web 2 was when we could read information, but we could also put out our own and share our own information. Um, and we started interacting with things like social media. Web 3 is going to be where they merge biology and technology. So you've heard of the Internet of Things, wherever, like everything right. in smart cities is all connected to the Internet of Things. It will be the Internet of everything where even humans are connected to the Internet. So you hear about these brain chips and the um, brain to brain or brain to computer interfacing. Uh, you can look up, just look up, you know, Google World Economic Forum, mobile phone and head, or there are so many videos of these people talking about this, how you're not even going to need a mobile phone. It'll be embedded and implanted in your head in these chips. So I just think, call Dave and it calls you and you can think to answer on the other end and we're talking. So it it, burge, it merges its biotechnology, nanotechnology, and neurotechnology all in. It's just this fusion of biology and technology. And, and so that's we, the transhumanism part of it, right? That's the fourth industrial revolution part. Yes, it is part of the transhumanism movement. The transhumanism is basically these hybrids of uh, humans and robotics. So yes, with the chips and stuff, that does... It is part of the transhumanism movement, the the lower level of it. Eventually, they want so they're already um, growing like with em they're growing embryos and labs, and they're infusing it with nanotechnology so that it's growing in the lab as a like robotic nano human or animal type hybrid. Um, and then they're going as far as they're trying to figure out a way to put consciousness into a robot or into AI to live forever. That's the ultimate mm. goal. But yes, it's all, the fourth industrial revolution is linked. It is fused with the transhumanism movement. That's that's where we're heading. But chips and stuff, yeah. You know, I know that there is a movement now within Mormonism called, um, I think they call themselves transhumanist Mormons or whatever. And they think this is how we get to that next stage after we quote die i look at that and i'm like i think you're up in the night son i i don't think that's what the lord was talking about right and so it's weird how it's infiltrated mormonism as well well my understanding is it isn't actually tied to the lds church it's like no. a, a break off and they just call themselves the mormon the transhumanist but you have people like ali isom and evan mcmullen who ran for office against mike lee they're part of that um but yeah it's it's really weird. It's, I mean, they're moving from, so they have a whole manifesto of, of human rights and the declaration of human rights is attached to the United Nations, you know, where they move from like transgenderism to transhumanism and these boundaries, blurring the boundaries and the lines of, they call it trans boundaries. And eventually they want to go, they have this beyond and Buzz Lightyear told us forever ago and beyond. They have right. a whole but to eventually, and you hear them talking about colonizing Mars and stuff, but not having to be bound to Earth and choosing if you want to leave the boundaries of Earth even. And they they go from the Great Reset and you see it goes, it moves to the Great Transition. And it really is very much so an anti-God or an anti-Christ agenda. It's everything again, you know, it's, it's, there's a depopulation. Uh, movement to get rid of humans that go along with this they want to be their own create their own elite you know hybrid species um 
But God told us to multiply and replenish the earth. He told us that we had plenty of resources in Genesis. In the book of Genesis, he told us we have everything that we need to sustain life. Um, but they want to depopulate. They want this whole, you know, climate change. We've got to get, stop using our resources, get rid of carbon, which isn't possible. Um, the transgenderism movement, you know, you're mutilating kids, same-sex marriage, you're, you're getting rid of reproduction. And then even God put us on earth. They want to find a way to go live on other planets. And I, I do think there's a, with this whole extraterrestrial thing, I think there's a spiritual component to that. I, my personal opinion, I feel like it's more demonic than anything, but that's just my opinion. But yeah, you look at this whole movement and it's just everything anti what God said he wanted. So to, to try to relate this to the church and say it has anything to do with, you yeah. know, what God wants it, it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's, I was talking to a buddy about the whole, you know, chip in your head thing. And <clears throat> I'm certainly like, no, I'm going to find a piece of ground somewhere, chunk it off and be left alone. Um, hopefully move all my kids and grandkids out there as well. Yeah. Um, but I think this is going to be one of those things where, you're go if you want to stay if you want to stay in this this society you're going to have to get this chip because they are going you will be at such a severe disadvantage okay. because i mean in in reading about it and listening to it it's just a i mean your computing power goes up right i mean you're you will be at a severe disadvantage and as I've looked at this, as, as me and my buddy were talking about this, he's like, I'll never get this. And I was like, well, maybe, but it depends on how far you're willing to go to we not participate in this society. society. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, what I see this doing, it's, it's got the potential to, to fracture society in a way that I don't think we've necessarily thought about. Because yeah. if if we don't want to take the chip, if we don't want to have to be in this position where we get these, quote, upgrades, mm -hmm. then we're going to have to essentially create a parallel society yeah. um, where where we do do business with with like minded people. It's a scary yeah. prospect for sure. Yeah, no, that is exactly that's exactly what will happen. And you. In Revelation, it talks about, you know, the mark of the beast and not being able to buy or sell without the mark. And right now they're putting chips in hands as well. I don't necessarily think that's the mark. I honestly think the mark's going to be one of those digital tattoos, but, um, but they're, they're also able to scan like your, your fingerprint and blood vessels and stuff in your hand. And they're setting it up with Amazon one. Have you seen that? The payment? I so have. Where they yeah, so it's your for those that haven't, it's the digital your digital wallet. So your your identification, your credit card, and your keys all in one in your hand, and you hover that over the payment system, and you use your hand to pay. And so they are setting up the foundation for this mark of the beast, and you know the the Bible talks about a one world economy, a one world religion ran by this antichrist, um, one world government with this one world payment system. And if you don't take the mark, I mean, those who don't take the mark will be beheaded, you know, we're told, but um, 
you won't you won't be able to participate in society and that is exactly the system that they're building right now yeah. so actually that kind of goes along with the uh the blockchain and citizens portal that they're created and creating in utah county um that's what so that's like nuclear number one right we talked about that a little bit so explain to people what blockchain is first before we talk about how it's being instituted in utah yeah and a blockchain can be a very long in-depth conversation so um, but for those of you that don't really know what blockchain is, and I'm actually glad we're talking about it because I think most people don't. They like haven't heard of it or they really just don't know how it works. And I think it's a really important discussion to have considering what we're going to talk about today and where we're moving with it. Um, but basically, when most people hear about blockchain, they think cryptocurrency. So like Bitcoin. Bitcoin um, and crypto, blockchain is the system that that works on. So it's not the same thing. It's like the platform that it works on. Now, blockchain can be great. It can be amazing or it can be awful. It depends on what, because you can create a lot of different types of blockchains. So it depends on what type of blockchain you create and who is creating it. But essentially the idea behind blockchain, um, which pe what people like so much about it is this decentralized um, aspect to it where basically instead of doing a transaction like with you and me and having the bank as the middle person, I can do a transaction with you and not have the bank involved. And it's a decentralized system where instead of everything being done on like the centralized banks server or the government server, it's um, it there's a permanent unalterable record of that transaction on everybody's servers that participates in the blockchain. And Usually anybody can participate in the blockchain. It depends on if it's a permissioned or a permissionless blockchain. But so what happens is, is basically every transaction that's done, we can all see those transactions happening. So there's supposed to be a level of kind of transparency there. So mm -hmm. to, to minimize fraud and, and uh, dishonesty with, you know, government banks, whatever. Um, you can see what everyone's doing. You just don't know who they are. So that makes sense. Um, we may not be able to see who they are, but somebody sure the hell knows who they are, right? Right. Well, and that's the whole, there's so there's a lot that, I mean, even like blockchain experts get into debates about it. And there's so much that's still just unknown. And really, it comes down to the fact that, look, somebody's creating the blockchain somewhere. It's sitting on someone's server somewhere. And the other thing that people like about it is it's, there's this hash or cryptology where there's this, you know, scrambling code that re-scrambles every time you, you make a transaction. And like, but somewhere there's a, a server sitting on someone's computer that can kind of snap that off. So it can be good. Blockchain can be good if, if somebody who's honest and decent is setting it up. But the problem is, is like, you don't know who's setting it up. So the problem with Utah County is setting up a blockchain. And the problem with ours is that the United Nations and the government is creating and running it. So when you have a blockchain, you have a, a basically a digital wallet. And so you have your identification and, and credentials, these record, like a bank, bank statement or a health record or something that verifies who you are in this digital wallet. On a normal blockchain, like with, with you know, Bitcoin, you don't, you don't have to share that digital wallet with anybody. You don't have to share 
a document with anybody. There's usually this kind of like digital thumbprint on this wallet that you can use to verify your identity if you need to. The problem, so people don't still don't know who you are, right? The problem with this government-run blockchain is that the government and United Nations are the ones issuing your digital wallet. So they have to issue your records. They have to know who you are. So they can see everything everyone else can see, this unalterable, you, you cannot delete it, you cannot alter it. There is a, a, a block for every transaction that you do, and it creates this chain, right, in chronological order of all of your transactions. So it's this immutable blockchain, basically. Um, the problem with the one that they're creating here in Utah County is it's not just crypto or currency anymore. It's, it's everything that you do. So if I send you an email, if I post on social media, if I have a telehealth meeting or I buy a, you know, a prescription, every single thing I do is considered a transaction. So now we're in this system where everyone can see what everyone is doing, you cannot alter it, you cannot delete it, there is a copy of that stored on everybody else's servers, but the government, because they're issuing your digital records and ID, they know who you are. So they know who you are, they can see everything you're doing, and, and, and you can't delete that. So, for instance, they're trying to make hate speech illegal, and what's hate speech? You can't go back and, and delete you know, any of your social media posts, any of the emails that you sent, you can't, it's all there for everyone to see. So this is the system that they're creating. What happened was we fought digital ID, which again, that's what you see like in China, right? Their, their, their system of control there, um, they have a social credit score that's tied to their digital ID. And if their social credit score goes down, they get shut off to privileges. They can't scan on to the public transit. They can't scan into their smart homes, they their uh, credit card gets shut off, right? They lose privileges. Um, so we fought digital ID in Utah for two years. They knew we didn't want it. Uh, in 2023, the last two weeks of session, they sneakily rushed it through under, it wasn't called digital ID, it was called digital verifiable credentials. Yeah. And it was HB 470. And what that did was it did create a digital ID, a forced digital ID on all of us and all digital records. So what I was just talking about in the blockchain with, with your medical records, your bank account, like everything will be digital. Your fishing license, your business license, everything's going to be put on this blockchain. So HB 470 put all of our records digital, digital ID on the blockchain. Now, Biden, passed an executive order. A lot of people have heard about the CBDC, right? The central digital right. currency dollar. Um, Biden passed an executive order putting the CBDC and all digital assets on a blockchain. Um, Randall Corals. Now, I don't know if you remember when we talked about Envision Utah, Marinot Eccles, who was termed the father of the Federal Reserve, he was a banker here in Utah. And he was appointed under Hoover. He went and he wrote a bunch of socialistic papers and he went and helped create the Federal Reserve. He was termed the father of the Federal Reserve. His family, the Eccles, so like the Eccles Foundation here in Utah, has chaired it ever since. His grandniece, Hope Eccles, is married to Randall Quarles. Randall Quarles was the vice chair of the Federal Reserve until 2021, he stepped down. Well, he's been working on, in 2021, was working on FedNow, which is basically the digital version of the Federal Reserve, or new digital 
like World Bank that they're going to create. Fed coin is the name of the CBDC or like the digital token or digital dollar under Fed now. They're going to move it to Unicoin or the universal coin, so that digital token. Um, uh, so they had passed a bill before HB 470, and I don't remember the bill number, but it created Utah's Digital Innovation and Blockchain Task Force. When you look at the task force, uh, Randall Corals sits on that task force, creating the, the blockchain here in Utah. Um, mm. Nicholas Carey is the name of the guy who helped co-found the blockchain for the United Nations. And the United Nations and World Economic Forum have entire white papers dedicated to advancing ESG or social credit scores on the blockchain. You hear about how they're going to track food from the ground to your plate. The blockchain is how they're going to do it. So they're going to have sensors and stuff out on vessels where, you know, ships are fisheries and they're going to have sensors and everywhere tracking this digitally and Every transaction, every place that it goes will be put onto the blockchain. So this is how they're going to track, you know, food from the ground to your plate or track, you know, they talk about um, biometric data scanning your face. And then at the other end, it will, it will print out a, basically your, your face will come up or something will come up where they know to give you the food that you're allowed when you get there. So there's a whole white paper on, you know, um, registering all of our private property on the UN blockchain, which UN registry, I mean, we're not really going to have any private property, um, but tracking timber and all sorts of stuff. Okay. So this is, and for those of you that um, do understand blockchain and decentralization, um, just so you're what because a lot of people are like oh they're not you know they're gonna they don't like the world economic forum hates decentralization they have entire white papers but the problem is is they didn't like it at first but the wheels in their head got turning when they when they saw how decentralization works and they're like yeah this is actually going to work for us for advancing esg because it's a decentralized technology within a centralized system and so if, if the government and UN can create that blockchain and issue the digital wallet, then they can track everything. So that's kind right. of what's happened there. But um, so Nicholas Carey helped co-found the blockchain for the United Nations for this whole system. His head guy, Ian Mayer, who he hired to head his U.S. policy department, sits on Utah's blockchain task force with Randy Corporals, the Fed Reserve guy. Amelia Colomore and Cutler, the two legislators that created it, also sit on there. It's this huge public-private partnership. There is a blockchain coalition that helped push this bill. Um, um, uh, Deidre Henderson, so our lieutenant governor's um, husband, sits on there. And then Amelia Powers' husband sits on there. And Amelia Powers is a commissioner in Utah County. Very corrupt. Um, she there is the okay so there's a there is a global government blockchain association that is merged in partnership with the united nations um they put on a i can send you the link to the video it is terrifying they did their own presentation they brought up the slides and they showed that the digital identity on this blockchain is going to track and trace um our history uh who owns it and how it's used there's a slide in there that talks about how according to um you know, attributes, certain beliefs and app attributes, uh, we will be shut off to privileges um, and resources. Mm. Uh, so they say all of this themselves. Um, they have a, 
Identity Revolution Management Working Group. And Amelia Powers, little Utah County Commissioner, sits on that group. Well, she also sits on the Utah Blockchain Task Force, helping to create this blockchain with Randall Corals and Ian Mayer, the UN's head guy. So these are the people that are creating this blockchain, okay? So HB 470 also created the Utah Citizens Portal. And I know Glenn Beck and Kate Daly and a bunch of people have, um, I forget his name, but there's a guy talking about Citizens Portal AI. So I don't know if you've seen that or heard about it, but no. for anyone that has, totally different, not the same thing at all, they just have the same name. So this is a Utah Citizens Portal. And basically it's it's creating our digital ID, all of our verifiable records, putting everything onto the blockchain, creating our digital ID on a mobile app that's tied to all of it, um, tracking our, you know, talking about putting our shopping history and mobile payments in there. But they uh, presented to legislation as well before this bill was passed. And there is a slide in that presentation um, that basically talks about how they're going to track our name, our age, our goals, our inspirations, um, our personality traits. Are we introverted? Are we extroverted? How much do we use uh, uh, internet or um, uh, digital devices and which ones are we using? Absolutely no reason that the government, government needs to be tracking this, but this was in the slide, the slide presentation that was shown to legislation before HB 470 was passed. And so we have this Utah Citizens Portal that is literally creating this entire system to put us on this UN blockchain. And that meeting um, was held here in Utah? Yes. Yeah. Can you send me the link to that video? Because yeah. I want to get that out there in these in these show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's all on the legislative website. I'll have to go back and find the day that they presented on HB470 again. But yeah, it's... It's all on our legislative website under the presentations on HB 470. So that, so that was this was was this HB 470 ever debated on the floor, or was it just put in, slipped in, kind of the last minute into an existing bill? I didn't go back and watch the um, when it was presented to be read and voted on. I just know that it was passed through very hurriedly in the last two weeks of session and no one had heard about, had heard of it yet. And I mean, you know me, I track the bills. Right. Um, no one had known. They, it's like they just dropped it and voted on it within the last two weeks. So and, and, and they know we don't want digital ID. For the last two years, I mean, thousands of people have showed up to the Capitol to shut that thing down. They know we don't want it. Um, so this is very sneaky and very intentional. It was... It was really disgusting the way that they went about it. But yeah, this is a system that we are creating in Utah and it's going to roll out to all the other states. Any idea on when when they plan on rolling this out? I don't know when it'll be like an official rollout, but I do know they're already working on, on switching everything over. Like it's in progress right now. So how would this look? day-to-day -day application right because you said utah county wants to implement it so explain to me how you what it will look like for you as an average citizen in utah county if they're using this well it will be through the whole state but there um it's just that if there's a lot of uh utah county kind of seems to be the hub of utah it seems like um 
the thing is, is that Amelia Powers, who's down in Utah County, her and Josh Daniels created their own company called Inagov, and they want online voting to be on the blockchain. Um, she went to, I believe she went to Israel, um, but she is performing same-sex marriages uh, through a digital portal through Utah County in Israel. So anybody, like, it's illegal over there, right? So anyone who can't get married through their rabbi guy over there, she's marrying people in Israel and other countries through this Utah County portal. And she's putting these digital marriage licenses, like, so it's through her company, Inagov, with the online voting. And they want Inagov to be part of the blockchain. So she's just very much so involved in helping to create all of it and sits on that task force as well. But it will be rolled out. It's going to be presented and rolled out to like the cities and the counties. So I would say, again, I have always said we take the country back by the states and we take the states back by the cities, cities and counties. So we really need to be showing up to city and county meetings. Um, but when you see this come through, you need to get real loud because they're going to start asking the cities um, if they want to put their, you know, like utility services and and all the different services that you get to your city and county and stuff, they're going to ask them if they want to put them on the blockchain. Um, so it's going to roll out by the getting the cities and counties to kind of jump on. And there will be certain aspects of it, like our digital ID and stuff that we're not, they're just going to be on there. Um, but the cities and stuff are going to be responsible for getting the utilities and things like that, other services through the city attached to it. So it kind of is rolling out at a state level in some ways, but then in other ways, it's rolling out through the cities, if that makes sense. Yep. Nope. That makes sense. We don't have an exact time though on when you think that'll happen. I don't know. I'm trying to keep tabs on it. So if I get updates, I'll let you know. Um, but I mean, it's, it's fairly new. I mean, it was the end of 2023 session. So uh, they're still working on creating and, and kind of, transitioning everybody's records over to digital so it will probably take a little bit of time but you know I always with the advancement of technology and AI though with how quickly that's moving along I always start to worry that you know before something that would take 10 years now takes a year and I don't know I mean it could be a pretty quick thing I don't know but I'm trying to keep tabs on it if, if I get updates I'll let you know I just know they're it was created and they're working on it you know, it's so insidious because here's the thing. Before, in in the old days, when an out-of-control leftist government wanted your um submission, they did it at the at, at kind of the, the the barrel of a gun. Yeah. Which <laughs> if you were if you were committed to a cause, I mean, okay, it's over pretty quick, right? <laughs> This is somewhat more insidious. And and let, uh, just the scenario that came up in my mind, right? As a guy who talks crap on the internet for a hobby that's damn near a full-time job now, um, you, I say some things that those in power probably don't like, right? I mean, I'm a guy who's like, drop off, you know, set up a parallel economy, um, you know, talk about old teachings that you know of mormonism that maybe fly in the face of some of this if you had a child on life-saving medication and all of a sudden they're like well mr sanders we would sure love 
to be able to give your kid chemotherapy or whatever it is to keep your kid alive. But man, your your you know your your ESG score is really low here. Your social credit yeah. score is horrible. Yeah. You're spreading disinformation. You're you're not playing ball with the right people. We're not sure that we can give your child this medication if you don't knock it off. If you don't yep. shut down the podcast. Huh, that's exactly what'll happen. And exactly. and that's why this is so insidious. Um, you know, gosh, you know, here's your monthly allotment of of food minus the infractions that you incurred by speaking out, right? Yep. It sets up a system at which <clears throat> now it it's even more heartbreaking to have to watch your children or your family suffer for beliefs. Um, yeah. And, and it tracks everything, right? It tracks your voting habits, mm -hmm. your, your, your voting patterns, your eating habits. You know, if you run down to the store to, let's say you needed to buy a firearm, it knows that it's going to know what you're allowed. It's going to know what you buy. And if it's not, within the 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 pale of orthodoxy if you will of those in in power they'll just shut it off they'll be like you can't make that purchase sorry you're you're done exactly and that's exactly what's going to happen and it's all going to be in real time right you know you're at the grocery store waiting to get your allotment of food and you turn to the wrong person and you're talking to some conservative or you say the wrong thing, and I mean, they they can hear. I mean, you're immediately your card's disconnected. That transact that purchase will not go through. Right. That's the kind of what we're talking about is coming. Mm. Yeah. And it was just passed in the House here in Utah. In twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty three session. So. Any chance? Are... Any chance that our favorite little beta male, uh, Spencer Cox, grows a spine and maybe just stamps? veto on that thing oh no he helped push it through oh yeah he loved for it he was very excited to sign that bill oh. yeah well one can hope um all right was back way for, i mean his family all the way to roy cox like they they go way back them and the levitts it's like a levitt cox clan i didn't realize that cox was as involved in this as he is like I knew that he was a sellout, but he's he's definitely pushing for things behind the scenes. So yeah, he actually uh, his family owns Centricom. So remember, Utah helped create the internet, and shortly after the advent of the internet, Mike Levitt did the whole Western Governors University with the schools and started the creating all these systems for what we're seeing now, and Centricom goes back to Roy Cox and it was the original, you know, one of the first telephone communication companies. And as time went on, they got the computer and then the digital switch and then, and now they're broadband. They're uh, Utah that, you know, Cox said Utah is going to be the first smart state. It's going to be the first um, border to border broadband. Cause that's how you get the internet, like up the Canyon for tracking and tracing everywhere. So the internet of things. Um, so he's basically running the internet of things. And they've been doing this in conjunction with Levitt for all these years, for decades. So um, I did find the CARES Act money for the you know the COVID-19 federal funds that came into our state. And Cox gave most of it to transportation, 
furtherment of the indoctrination system in the schools and Decentricom, his family company. So oh, that's <laughs> convenient. So, but yeah, he's actually very much more finding out involved than I had thought originally. So unfortunately, luck there. Ooh, yeah. That's spooky stuff. All right. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you there. I just wanted to clarify those few things. So Utah County is going to roll this out. What happens? What else has happened? Well, and I don't know if it's going to. So just to clarify, it roll out at a state level. I just know Utah County is very involved with helping create it. They help push it, lobby for it. They're helping create it. So When you say Utah um, County, are you talking the county commissioners? Yeah. I mean, in case yeah. any of my listeners are in Utah County and keep track of that sort of thing and maybe would like to vote a different way next time. Oh, yeah. Utah County is so bad. I mean, uh, Amelia Power. So they also recently just voted for a pay raise. And then, um, like, for themselves. And then they hired a body so these aren't even elected people they're just people that they hired through the county to basically do their job that we elected them to do and we'll be paying for that through our taxes too because they're too busy going to dc and meeting with the united nations and going to israel and ukraine and other countries and doing all these other things and pushing for ranked choice voting in colorado and putting voting on the you know on a mobile app on the blockchain so they're so involved in doing this in other states that little Utah County commissioners that they can't keep up with what we elected them to do. So they've hired a body to do that, that we'll pay for. And then they also just voted for a pay increase for themselves that we're also paying for. So yeah, if you work in or live in Utah County, Amelia Powers and Josh Daniels isn't there anymore, but um. Gordon and yeah, they're other than Tom Sakovich, the rest of them are all bad. They're all corrupt. True. So. Oh. Yeah. Good old Utah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so yeah, we mentioned something nuclear had happened. So uh trying to remember what month. Let me look at the chain of events here. Um okay, so just so you guys kind of have an understanding of where my brain has been let me tell you what i've kind of been thinking since like february of this year and then i'll tell you what i found so i've noticed that in you know they're pushing towards this electrification and solar energy quite a bit but they're quickly moving past solar and already wanting to implement um nuclear energy um so we've got nuclear energy going on we've got um biden just came out and gave 504 million dollars to utah to be a global hub of these hydrogen hubs um for hydrogen energy which is hilarious because again it's supposed to be this green energy but it's still run by natural gas it's still run by gas um and it's it's apparently we have a contract with california that those hydrogen hubs are going to power California and not Utah, but there's these hydrogen hubs. We're moving towards nuclear energy. I'm noticing with this fourth industrial revolution and transhumanism movement here at the U of U, we have all of these, you know, Spencer Cox said that Texas Instruments, he gave them a bunch of our water rights mm -hmm. for the uh, electric vehicle chips or the electric vehicles, though the CEO had said that assume these chips are going to be inserted into our brains. We have the Sorensons, which are directly partnered with the Rockefellers on a lot of initiatives um, up at the U of U. 
also working with BlackRock Neurotech, which is the uh, global leader in the brain to internet interfacing, which is the whole merging of biology and technology. But we have all this work on energy harvesting and semiconductors and, and chips and all these things. So I'm looking at nuclear energy and semiconductors and energy harvesting. And I had done some more digging into the Great Salt Lake. And I found out that when fresh water hits salt water, it creates um, a, a massive amount of energy that you can store. And you can store it in nanotubes. And I was looking at the Great Salt Lake more and I noticed they have these sentinel, federal sentinel landscapes that are around these military installations and you know it's for resources and, and testing but then they they say it's for wildlife habitat um, but this sentinel program and we passed the bill in utah for these sentinel landscapes and i also noticed that we have a european european union satellite called the sentinel satellite zoned in on the great salt lake and i'm seeing all these sentinels come up and Oppenheimer comes out. I was already kind of thinking nuclear energy and hydrogen hubs. I don't like this. And the semiconductors and this energy harvesting. And like, I'm not liking this. My mind is going like H-bomb, right? And I'm like, okay, but I'm probably just paranoid. And then Oppenheimer comes out. And I'm digging a little bit more into the Great Salt Lake and the Utah Lake because, you know, they're connected via Jordan River. And I find that the Utah Lake Development Fund is connected to all these investment pool firms called the Oppenheimer Funds. Um, and I still don't know for sure if that's related or not, but I thought it was really weird that that's what they were called. I'm looking at all of this and I'm getting a little bit nervous that all of these things are, are going on here. And can't get enough of the Mormon Renegade podcast? Well, good news. We're on Patreon and there's three packages that you can choose from. The first one, the slightly rowdy package, allows you to hear the podcast without all those pesky commercials getting in the way. For those who want a slightly more in-depth experience, there's the Stirring It Up package, where you can hear ad-free audio, ad-free video, and transcripts. Finally, for those who want to go full Renegade, that package is available too, where you can get everything in the previous two packages, plus an extra show where myself and Ben Winfield break down the news of the day from a very Mormon point of view. You will also get exclusive access to Renegade Chat, and on there you'll be able to talk to others about the show or whatever topics are on your mind. Go to Patreon today and get your exclusive content. Uh, I, I find out that one of the guys that's funding Brad Wilson, who's running against Mitt Romney, who's going to be worse than Mitt, don't. We need Trent Staggs and don't vote for Brad Wilson. Um, but the ambassador to uh, European Union, John Price, runs this new electric engineering wing at the U of U that is over all these partnerships with like these semiconductors and fourth industrial revolution, right? So ambassador to U of U, European Union. And then I'm remembering this European, European Union, can't talk today, European Union satellite that's zoned in on the Great Salt Lake, Sentinel, Sentinel landscapes, and putting all this together, making me nervous. And let me just tell you kind of the chain events chain of events that happened in 2023 this year so in april cox has a video chat with Zelensky and reaffirms our, our support for ukraine um in may 30 members of utah go to kiev and it includes tushar a legislator uh stewart adams which is our senate president legislative senate 
Senator President. Uh, World Trade Center, Utah, which is super, I don't even have time to get into how corrupt they are. Aaron Starks is over that. The Utah Department of Agriculture and Food, which I thought was interesting, and at least 26 other members. So they go to Kiev, and Spencer Cox sends a message that, you know, you guys have our full support while they're down there. Now, in August, remember how Biden came and visited uh, visited Spencer Cox in Utah, and that guy got shot yeah. in Provo? And they, like, dragged him out into the street, and that whole thing happened? Well, right after, it was either right before or right after, I think it was right after Biden came, he replaces the head of the Utah National Guard, okay? Um, now, uh, in September, so the next month, the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association signs a memorandum of understanding with Ukraine. And it's Aaron Starks with the World Trade Center, Utah, who had gone to Kiev, um, that signed this. And I don't know if many people know this, but under Orrin Hatch, he created, Utah's the only state that has, actually has an embassy in D.C., which is, we have federal representatives to go represent our state. I don't understand why we need wait, an embassy. Wait, Utah's got an embassy in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, under Orrin Hatch. You can Google Orrin Hatch, Utah Embassy, and it'll pull up the whole site and dedication and everything. But yeah, we have an embassy in Washington, right. D.C. Isn't that the point yeah. of representative? That, that, that would be the point, I thought. So I don't know what's going on there, but we have some weird things going on with Utah. So uh, they sign the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association, okay? They sign this memorandum of understanding with Ukraine. Now, the memorandum of understanding basically says that Utah will rebuild Ukraine's economy. Um, we will enter into businesses and partnerships with them, and we're going to do a shared national defense system, and we will supply them with vehicles and armored weapons, or weapons and armored vehicles. But Utah and Ukraine, not, not D.C. and the federal government and all of our states deciding together, Utah and Ukraine, which affects the entire country and our national security, right? So I'll send you this. I'll send it to you. Yeah, so um, so um, let, let me see if I got my mind wrapped around this because this is crazy crap. Okay. Yeah. So Utah says, just the state of Utah says that they will fund <laughs> Ukraine, not only in their war right now with Russia, but also help rebuild their economy. Yeah. Now, I, I can I can see what's going on there. We just talked about the blockchain stuff and and how they want to move everything to kind of a smarter thing. So I'm guessing that's what what wants to get done in Ukraine. <clears throat> My question is this: How can a state within the United States arbitrarily make an agreement with with a foreign power? without the federal government being involved. That's what I want to know. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I was on with Kate Daly the other day talking about this and I'm like, I don't think that the country or that most Utahns even know about this. She goes, no, I don't think they do. And so I've asked everyone, you know, to, to light. And when I say light up, I mean, you know, social media, blast them on social media and get an email and get loud, but light them up and, and let them know what's going on. You're so, I, anybody in Missouri that might possibly come across this podcast, Senator Josh Hawley in Missouri, he's amazing. He calls out the World Economic Forum, United Nations, New World Order politics all the time. He 
he is not afraid to call anything out. I feel like if it gets to the right people, they will bring it to the nation's attention. Um, but I mean, let your senators and everybody know and ask them to talk about this because I don't think that this is okay that this should have been done in Congress where, you know, it was voted on and people, people, it was on recorded minutes. Um, no, Utah signed this. It's an understanding between Utah and Ukraine. And I, I, I don't understand how, how this was allowed to, to happen. I really don't. Maybe because it wasn't binding, because it was an, a, a, an, an understanding, as you put it, not necessarily a bill, something like that. Yeah, resolutions or agreements that it's possible. It's possible. Um, <laughs> but I... Uh, is that is that um, is that agreement of understanding available for people to look at? Um, I've been trying to find it, and all I've been able to find is they've announced on the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association's website. They have a whole article about it that they posted themselves and and discussed what was in the memorandum. I can't find the actual memorandum anywhere. The Can problem is, is when you. Oh, sorry. Can you send me that link too to that aerospace? agency yeah. we can get that on here as well yeah absolutely yeah the problem is when you do grammar requests like the freedom of information act in utah and stuff you don't i i always get the same response that that either no such record exists or they can't share that information with me due to privacy concerns gotcha so sometimes that stuff's hard to get but yeah they posted it on their website so okay so they signed this memorandum of understanding with ukraine now, this was in September. In October, um, the Utah Aerospace and Defense Association uh, announces a revolutionary partnership and rebrands themselves 47G with all of these companies through through and public-private partnerships, which basically end up including, you know, people like Mitt Romney and Spencer Cox and Mike Levitt and certain legislators, Stuart Adams, all these same people, but also all these um, groups that are working on these semiconductors and chips and everything at the U of U and energy harvesting and all that stuff that we talked about, they sign a revolutionary partnership with all of those groups and individuals basically um, and rebrand themselves that Aerospace and Defense Department of Utah rebrand themselves 47G within a partnership with all of these other groups through the University of Utah, through the wing of the electrical engineering wing that John Price, Ambassador John Price runs and helped fund. Ooh. And again, Ambassador to European Union, Sentinel Satellite on the Great Salt Lake, and then these Sentinel Landscapes, right? So the next month, November, um, the Pentagon comes out and announces that they are replacing the Minuteman 3 missile program with the Sentinel Nuclear Ballistic <laughs> Missile Program. Um, it is mostly going to occur through Hill Air Force Base. They're calling it the biggest upgrade to nuclear development since the Manhattan Project. Once the president authorizes the launch, missiles can't be recalled or destroyed in flight. And I found this in a congressional document that I'm happy to share. Uh, right now, it's still vulnerable to cyber attacks. It's a triad missile, nuclear missile, so sea, land, and, and air. Yep. Um, it's the LGM-35 Sentinel. Uh, they are already testing, so they're already testing Sentinel nuclear weapons and rockets up at Promontory Point, which is right off the Great Salt Lake. 
So we have the Sentinel, European Union Sentinel, which the ambassador of the European Union over this whole partnership with aerospace, the Sentinel landscapes, the Sentinel nuclear missile program, right? Sentinel. Um, in October, so this was in October, and I, I ended up finding this a few weeks ago, but in October, the Pentagon had unveiled a new $100 billion missile that will be 20 times the size of the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. The only way that I know that it's going to be that that um, massive, well, is if it's a hydrogen. So with the nuclear, with the atomic bomb, they use fission. So it's when atoms, like, um, they they separate, which yep. causes this energy. Um, with the hydrogen bomb, with the lithium bomb, actually, which is interesting because lithium is, is the second most explosive detonation for an atomic nuclear bomb after hydrogen, which remember I talked about the lithium mining up the Great Salt Lake. Right. Um, lithium fusion, so when atoms hit each other and form massive energy. And hydrogen bomb uses both. So fission and fusion. So they energy and then they ram into each other and then energy and then they break off energy, right? So it's this chain reaction. So it's 20, it's 20 times the reaction as a as a normal atomic nuclear bomb. So we have these hydrogen hubs here. The only way that I know for it to be that explosive would be if it's hydrogen, but it's going to be 20 times the size of the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. It's being developed by Northrop Grumman, which is basically run by Rockefeller and Rothschild, who like to fund both sides of the war. Um, it will carry a massive nuclear warhead. They will test this new weapon at Hill Air Force Base and Vandenberg Space uh, Space Force Base. The missile will be launched from, uh, if they decide to launch it, from the uh, California base over the Pacific Ocean. So we are, <laughs> Hill Air Force Base is like taking the lead on creating this huge nuclear bomb missile weapon um, through these Sentinel programs and uh, in partnership with all these people that are, you know, in partnerships with Rockefeller and United Nations. And uh, we've signed a memorandum of understanding with Ukraine through our Aerospace and Defense Association to help them when Utah promised them they would help them win the war. Oh. So I told you that today going to be nuclear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, all right. So let me let me see if I can wrap my mind around all of this here and, and kind of sum this part up here before I start asking some questions. <laughs> so there's a, a European satellite from the Euro European Union called Sentinel. Yeah. That is Cop positioned it's over. Sentinel. What's that? It's like Copernicus Sentinel. Something okay. Like that. Yeah. And it's positioned over the Great Salt Lake. Likewise, yeah. there's what's called Sentinel sites around the Great Salt Lake as well. Sentinel landscapes, yeah. Sentinel landscapes. With the Sentinel landscapes, is this where they're planning on putting the nukes? Okay, so what I'm finding with the Sentinel landscapes is one of two things or both. So it's supposed to be, it's this federal program for, remember at the beginning, we talked about the resettlement, the human resettlement map. And right. How, it was, it was originally in U, UN agenda 21 where yeah. they, they move so everybody got rebranded 2030. 
Yeah, they want us in these urban mega region smart 15 minute city things. And then like the whole rest of everything is going to be wildlife habitat, like no humans allowed. So the Sentinel Landscape Federal Program is for these wildlife habitats. And the, um, the military, I guess, is supposed to help with that. But then there's also Sentinel Landscapes that are around these military installations that are dedicated to even though they're technically for wildlife habitat to military using resources, which it's uranium and things that they need for weapons and, um, you know, mining and then their testing facilities. So you're going to tell me that this is for wildlife habitat when it's around these testing facilities and we're working on nuclear weapons. So it's, it's either going, they're either going to be, for extending this UN human settlement map thing where humans are off limits to most of the earth, or it's gonna be for the testing facilities. Uh, I don't know which one's which. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, cause I'm having a problem wrapping my mind around the end goal here. <laughs> we have all the blockchain stuff. We yeah. have, this we we essentially have utah at, at this development that's going to be going in at point of the mountain doing a chinese version uh, an american version of the chinese program where where it'll all be monitored smart cities they want to monitor you and it seems like there's this coming together if you will of of all countries into one sort of government right yeah it's I'd ask crazy. I have to say that, but it's all coming together. Yeah. And then we have Utah building new nukes. If, if, if we're all coming together, right. And, and if you listen to Klaus Schwab, um, Mm -hmm. I, I like Klaus, listen, if, if you happen to hear this, stop dressing like a bad guy. You're making this too easy. And stop saying spooky <laughs> crap. I mean, holy cow, you're horrible at this job. Anyway, yeah. um, as you read what the thrust is of of folks like um the the oh the group that meets in Davos, what's what are they called? The World Economic Forum. Yeah, if you listen to the World Economic Forum, if you listen to to these people who want kind of this global governance, it's to avoid yeah. conflict between nations, right? Now, yeah. if if that's the end goal, what's the purpose of investing all this money into bigger and badder nukes? Can yeah. you, and can I've you asked, illuminate that for me? Because it seems like they're contradictory on the surface. Yeah, well, and I've asked myself this question a lot of times, too, because, like, I've run into other situations where I'm like, wait a minute, this contradicts what they're trying to do, and then I find other stuff, but I think really what's going on is you have, um, you have power players, right, so you have this group that does want this one world government, you have a lot of, like, Klaus Schwab says, his young global leaders, one of them was Justin Trudeau, and, right, they've, penetrated the cabinets and leadership positions in a lot of these countries however places like china they don't want to share power they don't want to give up power so you do still have these um uh heads of these countries that 
in the meantime, they're willing to work with groups like the World Economic Forum, United Nations. They want America to have a common enemy right now because all of them agree America has to fall for any of them to have control. So right now it's like they have, it's, they're not necessarily partnered, but it's like they have this agreement in some ways where they're working together to kind of take America down. But I don't think that, you know, all of them want to share power. I don't think all of them have this, uh, you know, agreement or idea that they're just going to sign on to giving, you know, one person or one tiny little group of body ultimate control. Um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, what's his name over in China? I can't think of his name. Um, the president? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that he wants to relinquish control. I think... I mean, what always happens with these secret societies and these, you know, with evil, they all end up turning on each other. It's, it's power is, it's never enough. It, they always want more. And so I think that there is a level of agreement right now, but ultimately, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they want to share that power. I, I, there's a lot of questions that I'm asking myself. And then I go to Revelation in the Bible and I'm like, well, everything that's happening is everything that, you know, this one world government and this, you know, in order to buy or sell, you have to have the mark of the beast. But then you also, we read about in Revelation, this big, you know, wormwood, the, the mountain of fire that falls and all the waters go bitter. And a lot of Bible scholars have said that they think that's going to be a nuclear weapon. So it's all of the things that you read about in, you know, Revelation and throughout the Bible. But yeah, that's the best guess that I have. There's a lot of things, you know, there's been a lot of times where I've had to stop and I'm like, why are they doing this if they want to do this? It doesn't make sense, but, but they are. So I don't have it all figured out, but I ultimately don't think that they want to share power. And I, you know, you have all these countries that are working on nuclear warheads now. Right. It's one of those things where I think because we're wired this way somewhat, right, people really are wired for who's right and who's wrong, Um, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. I I think we we have to stop looking at it in, in such black and white terms. I think what we have is we have all governments everywhere who want more power and control over their populace. Um, Yeah. Is that going to be the American style or is that going to be the 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 Chinese style or the Russian model? Right. And any one of these things. Um, so I, I guess I could kind of see that. Right. It, it's not so much about merging governments, so to speak, as it is just controlling the population. And then once the populations are controlled, the the countries will work it out amongst themselves who the power players are. Yeah. I think that's more so kind of what's going on. And then, you know, there might be some country leaders that are good, that are good players that are, you know, wanting to, that are are looking to try to take these guys down with, you know, building some of these nuclear systems. But yeah, I mean, China wants complete control of, they, they actually have control over the software, over our smart meters here, uh, Rocky Mountain Power through their ITRON deployment for their AMI, so advanced metering infrastructure, the two-way communication systems of the smart meters, sort of like they can log in and shut us off with the smart meters. Um, they have a partnership with Wazion, which is Chinese software. So the Chinese, China has access via the software to our smart meters here in Utah. 
Um, we signed over a $15 billion investment into Utah's energy infrastructure to Serbia. Um, I don't know if, if you know who Darren Gobb is, but he's a retired lieutenant colonel who's been on, you see him on like with Newsmax and Fox, he's all over the place talking. He's very nationally well-respected talking about kind of updates with Israel and the war. And I spoke to him on the phone about this whole Ukraine and nuclear thing. Um, he's having some of his guys look into it because he didn't even know about it. He didn't know about it. So um, I asked about Serbia and he said, I wouldn't look at Serbia as, you know, there's little country that really isn't involved in the war much. I'd look at them as a bank. I'm like, so money laundering more so. So yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, you have all these other countries that are really invested into Utah and the infrastructure here. And I think ultimately they want to be the ones to, you know, have taken over America and run and control America. And China very much so wants to do that. Um, the UN wants to do that. So I do, I really do. I think it's just going to be a struggle for power. Right now they're working together to to take us down. But in the end, I think it's going to be a struggle for power because these kinds of people don't just give up power to the, you know, China's not going to give up power to the UN. Right. So I really think that's kind of what's at play and they're 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 preparing for the next step after they take us down i think is what's happening right i i think look i still do believe what ronald reagan said years and years ago which was um the 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 fate of the world really does rest with america still we're so young yeah. in so many ways um and and America's hopes really lie with with the people. Um, yeah. So I I do think that they have to take America down because it is so unique. It is so. Look, if if you take, I, I'm still a big believer, and you take the average run of the mill person off the street and just ask them where they stand on things, they're still liberty minded. I really believe that they may be uneducated, uninformed. Um, right. Which look. To be honest with you, it's hard to do. You know that better than anybody else, Chelsea. Um, you live, eat, breathe, sleep this stuff. Um, yeah. But for, for the average family just trying to make ends meet, just trying to put food on the table, get the kids in, in and out of school, it, it's a grind. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a time suck for sure. So I, 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 I do think they have to take America down somehow, probably somehow from within smart cities, these sorts of things we've talked about. Now I'm going to ask you a question because this first question will will kind of dictate maybe how we we start talking about solutions. And there's yeah. there's a couple of, of things I look at here. Um and and shoot me straight. Do you think that there's because I think there's a solution no matter what scenario. But shoot me straight here. Do you think that we can stop this before it's implemented? All of this, the the blockchain, the nukes, can it be stopped before it gets implemented? What I will say is, is though we've had corruption in the legislature, we have a lot of great people, decent, honest men in the legislature as well. I think it's interesting because, you know, the Bible tells us that in the last days, God will remove men from their high places. <laughs> um, 
and we're seeing all these people start to step down. You know, Jake Andrig, after we called out some of his corrupt business deals, he steps down. And then Brad Wilson was our Speaker of House, super corrupt, um, just stepped down to run against Mitt Romney. And now all of his, a lot of his corrupt dealings are being made public and it's not looking so good for him. And we've got Trent Staggs, who is amazing, totally liberty-minded and killing it, getting national endorsements. Cash Patel was just out here endorsing him. Um, but Brad Wilson stepped down, which is the best thing for our legislature, because now Mike Schultz has stepped up as now Speaker of House. Mike wasn't aware of stuff that was going on, but he was, he, he thought we were wrong about a lot of things. And then he was willing to look and he actually admitted, he said, I was, he went on a podcast and said, I was wrong and you guys were right. And I'm glad you brought it to my attention. And he's ended a lot of contracts that needed to be ended. He's, um, he's willing to listen to the grassroots movements. Um, he's willing to let us, you know, the people come in and, and present I've been talking to other legislators, especially about some of the water stuff, um, who are willing to listen. They are more and more waking up and realizing, whoa, there's like, we weren't told that this is what this was going to do, but we're starting to see that you guys are right. This is exactly what's happening, and they're wanting to know more. So I, it's interesting <laughs> where things are kind of falling into place right now, and I do think that the Lord's hand is very much so. Um, involved in this. And so, you know, we were told to stand up and fight for truth and for freedom and, um, and to it, it expose the truth. And I don't think that that's, you know, for no good reason. And so I, I do think that as more and more, what the legislature needs right now is to hear from more of you. Um, they're hearing from some of us, but when we all start to get loud and more and more people that even just with emails and phone calls, and they're starting to hear about the same concerns from more people. It they start to hold, you know, press conferences and 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 talk about what's going on to the public, and then more public care about it. And it, it there's a domino effect that happens. And there are a lot of bad things that were going on that these legislators have done to shut some of this down, and are still doing to try to work on shutting some of these down, things down, looking into ways that we can get out of some of these other contracts and, you know, things, ties with the federal government, things going on. So they're actually working on trying to sue the EPA right now. Um, Sean Reyes is blocking them, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I, there's always hope. I think there's always hope. And, you know, but we were given instruction by the Lord in these last days, and it was to stand for truth and to stand up and fight for freedom and free will and for free agency. And, you know, until he comes, uh, that's exactly what we need to keep doing. So I, I am seeing good things happen. I, I do think that there's hope for that. I'm not going to, I, I don't want to say that that's off the table because I do think as we start to educate, I'm going to go meet with them and talk about what I found. I haven't met with them yet, but um, they are willing to pay attention and listen more and more. And I, they just need to hear from more of us, but I, yeah, I do think that we can stop some of it. I do actually, if more of us are willing to stand up. Mm, okay. And they do that just by lighting up the phone boards. And again, for anyone who gets twitchy, I'm talking about phone calls and emails and social yeah. media. So don't do a no knock. Yeah. You know, FBI and, you right know on my place. It's, yeah. It's funny because 
a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to message because it doesn't do any good. They don't listen. I'm telling you with this change of personnel up there, they are listening now. And even with Mike Lee, Mike Lee should have been calling out the United Nations five years ago, but he is all over social media, defund the UN, the UN is evil. Why? Because everybody knows about it now and he knows it. So um, the more that they know that the public is aware, the more that they're kind of forced to they're forced into the spotlight. They're forced to acknowledge it and do something about it. So don't think that, you know, your email doesn't do anything or mean anything because it does. And I, I watch it all the time. I mean, like you said, this is my life. I, I eat, live and breathe it. So I know that it makes a difference. So yeah, I can't promise that it'll stop what's going on, but I, there's always hope. You know, I think we need to exhaust all those options but let me back up here. I think we also need to start building an arc to be right yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, because I'm like you, I have hope, but I'm also a realist. And I tend to look at the situation on the ground and be like, mm -hmm. okay, what what's the chances of getting this done? I have hope. But I'm also somewhat of a realist and think that they have invested so much time and money now that I think one way or another, this gets done. Well, if not in Utah, they might just end up doing it somewhere else. Exactly. So exactly. And so about a year ago, um, I guess it's been a little over a little under a year now. I think it was in May. I was asked to give a presentation on America and America's place in in scripture. Yeah. yeah. And as I was thinking about it, and I'll be re-releasing a, a better version of this. I tried getting the audio just from my talk and it didn't it didn't come out well. So I'll be re-releasing it probably right after this episode gets released. But I think we have to start looking at building an arc now, so to speak. Um, I think yeah. we're at a point now to where that's the only way it gets done. And as I've read certain quotes, and again, you can listen to the horrible audio I have on it right now, but I'll be re-releasing it uh, much, much improved. Um, I think that as Mormons, especially fundamentalist Mormons, we're used to being on the down low. Right. We've had to yeah. do it for for so long um, yeah. that and, and Brigham Young and Joseph Smith make some very pointed statements about Mormons, about Mormons being the one to step up and save the Constitution. I don't think it's a a well, if you feel like it, you can do this. I think it's damn near a, a commission of, of being a Mormon. Um. And as I racked my brain preparing that presentation about how do we do this, um, I think we have to start looking at building a counterculture. I don't know how else to say it. I know it's it's a it's a bat crap crazy idea, but this idea of doing business and doing commerce, entertainment, everything with like minded individuals is going to become huge. Um, and I think yeah. that's how we preserve these principles. I think this is how we save it. We save it by mm -hmm. preserving it. Now, 
I also tie this back to the Tower of Babel somewhat. You know, you have the people coming out of the flood who swore they would never be flooded again. Never again will we have this happen. And their idea is, is to build a tower, right, to, to get away from the flood. And that tower ultimately comes down. Right. I do think that, as always, evil will overplay its hand, just like it did with the Tower of Babel. It will build it itself up, and it will collapse under its own weight. However, that doesn't solve the problem of what does that get replaced with. Typically, the collapse of structures, political structures, usually leads to more centralized control. So right. I think those of us who are awake have to be in the mindset of preserving freedom so that when the time arises, we can roll that back out. Um. But I think I think we're we're at a point now where we do need to exhaust every effort. We need to have hope. God's worked bigger miracles before, but at the same time, I think we're we're in a position now where we got to start building those arcs, so to speak. Right, and I and like I said, I mean, Revelation talks about something that you know wormwood that sounds a lot like a nuclear weapon. So I don't know that we're gonna you know stop that or at least stop it now, but. What I do know is that when we do our part and we do what we promised we would come here to do and we trust in the Lord, we know that he's in control, right? right. He's He steers the ship. He's He knows what he's doing. He's going to direct the stone. We just, but we have to throw it. Right. So you said we exhaust our options. We stand up when all Ephesians says, when all else fails to stand. So we need to stand. Um and, and yeah, fight, fight for freedoms like we were told to do. And then just trust. I, I think where people start to feel heavy is feeling like we somehow can control the outcome. God is directing the ship and he is going to direct that ship where he wants it to go. And so um, it's not up to us to control what happens. What happens is in his hands, but he's, he's, he's told us that he wants to use us as vessels and we need to be those vessels. Um so yeah, I we do need to fight. Um, there there are actually I do know that there are groups that are working on starting to kind of build those parallel systems. They're putting you know um, farmers and ranchers and people in in communication with each other. I know people are starting to buy ham radios. Um, the gold back. Have you seen those little gold back dollars? I, I have a uh, I have a friend who who sells them. I know exactly what they are. I've done yeah. an episode about them. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So there are groups that are working on on trying to build, you know, those that parallel economy as well. So I think we all need to find a way to bring all the groups together and all kind of find a place where we can come together. But um, I do know that those are people are working on building those. And I, I think a lot more people have the same mindset as, you know, as you do than you'd think. So but yeah, I, we need to do both. We need to prepare, you know, for when. When things hit the fan, but we also need to be those vessels for Christ and let him work through us for his plan, you know, what he's got worked out and planned as well. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, going back to the blockchain thing. Um, yeah. I had an interesting friend ask me here just a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, is, is Christmas a pagan holiday? I'm like, of all the crap going on, that's the one we want to focus on, right? But okay, 
okay, let's entertain this for just a second. Here's yeah. my thought. It's like the gold that the children of Israel took out of uh, out of Egypt when they left, right? Mm-hmm. Some of that gold they used yeah. for to make a golden calf. Yeah. yeah. Part of it they used to adorn the tabernacle and the ark of the covenant, right? So don't don't worry about that. Just just use all these things in the glory of of God. Right. So let's look at blockchain. Things got massive issues, right? Especially with the people, but but I don't think it's the product itself as much as it is, as it is the person the people in charge of it. Have we cuz I I do see that being a, a tool that could be used to foster freedom, individual uh deter you know self-determination individual rights those sorts of things to your knowledge is there anybody working on a blockchain that does just that yes yeah okay several several people in groups actually most of them are libertarians (laughs) but um yeah they uh and they they keep saying Chelsea I really think blockchain is actually the answer too and my my whole thing is like I don't know you guys do what you want but I don't want all my like I don't want to be on this digital system preferably I'd rather just stay off of it but um but they are working on one where you know it it would obviously be an opt-in but it, it would be an alternative to where the government UN and these people are blocked out um the problem is, is again, there's so much about it that they, even the experts still don't know and are still kind of trying to figure out. And um, realistically, a lot of things could still go wrong. It isn't completely hack-free like everyone thinks it is. There's always going to be some kind of back doors. And so um, making it be this 100, you know, proof safe system is not really realistic at this point there there is one way that a lot of them agree it has to do with this key and to be honest I don't really understand it but um everybody everyone would have to have their own node is the problem is my understanding so there's these keys you have your own node and your own key and everybody would have to have one of those and that is the part that is just they're saying is completely unrealistic but that would be the foolproof way to do it um I don't know what the answers are on this one, to be honest. I would prefer just not to be on a digital system and have my records and everything on a digital system. But um, yeah, we do have very freedom loving and minded people that are that are working on that who genuinely believe that blockchain is also the answer. So, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So your advice right now is to light up the 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 call switch, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> pester, pester those. You know, one of these days we should do a deep dive on who everybody is that's sitting on the council right now for Utah County. The county council. Yeah. Figure out who they are and then make sure they get voted the hell out. Um, I, I think yeah. it's probably time. If if they're so busy with other things going to Israel, going to other places, and they have to hire people to do the job they were elected for. I, I consider that a problem. That's something that yeah. needs to be looked at totally. So, well, Chelsea. Well, I, also, I also believe they're very involved with election fraud. 
So unfortunately, the problem is, is until we get rid of these machines and mail-in voting, I don't know how we get rid of them. And that's something else I've been pushing for is people to go to their cities and say, hey, next election, you know, uh, we don't want to do it through the county. We want to do it through the city. Um, and when they ask, well, you know, who are we going to hire, you know, this third party, who are we going to hire to run the election? Tell them you're not going to hire anybody because we're going to do it by the precincts in the city. And we're going, the people in the precinct that live in the precinct are going to volunteer and we're going to run our own elections. Um, we're going to count the ballots by hand. We will, you know, live stream it. Anyone who wants to come can come. We'll put the ballots on projectors and everybody can watch and tally. I will be very transparent, but I, that would be one thing that I would highly recommend is to get into the cities and and just say, we do not want to do this through the machines, through the county. We want to do it by precinct in our own city and we want to run the elections as ourselves, the people volunteering. Um, I think we could solve a lot of problems that way. I. I'm worried with the elections and stuff and until we get rid of the machines and mail-in voting, because we're hooked up to Eric. I I don't know that the elections are going to go the way that we want them to, to be honest. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah, and Utah County, again, is involved with a lot of that. So, But, I mean, but, uh, yeah, figuring out who we need to get rid of, but also, yes, just please don't feel like your email or your phone call doesn't make a difference because I promise you I'm up there watching it does. Um, okay. and, and it's just, you know, if a thousand of you just decided that that's a thousand people, you're one of many, you know, so that's the biggest thing right now. I think that'll help. And if we can get our state legislators to understand that, you know, the county keeps telling you that the people want these machines, but we're telling you by the thousands that we don't, and we're getting loud about it. I think with the people in office now, since Brad and some of these other legislators have stepped down, I think we can actually make some change. I really do. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Very cool. Well, is there any other bombs that need to be dropped before we sign off? <laughs> Anything else is nuclear? I don't know about that. But, but um, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll come back. Um, uh, um, I know a lot of people are concerned about the water because the United Nations came out. World Economic Forum, they made a comment, a uh, video that's gone viral that basically said, well, they didn't, you know, the people didn't learn with COVID, so we'll teach them with the water. You know, it sometimes it, everybody will understand a water crisis. A 12-year-old will understand a water crisis is what they said. So people are kind of freaking out about the water. We've talked about that a little bit, but um, I have some updates. They had a new UN water conference in Utah. Um, and they've dropped some new white papers that I've been reading. So maybe I'll come back and just so everyone's aware that that is yes. coming down the line. That's a whole other. So. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, let me know when you're ready to do that. We'll get you back on. Yeah, for sure. I'd love it. Perfect. few last questions. If If someone wants to get involved in any of these things we've talked about, um, are there organizations that they can find that are doing good work here that they can partner with? Yeah. Um, Defending Utah and Utah Freedom Coalition, I collaborate very closely with those two groups. And they have such a better, you know, website and social media platforms than I do. I am so bad at keeping up with all that Enoch stuff. Moore's but, my boy over there at, at Defending <laughs> Utah. I love that guy. I've had him on the podcast a few times. So yeah, 
I collaborate with them quite a bit and they do have, you know, they post stuff, they post, when I find bills, I share it with them and they'll post up, hey, everybody, like we got to fight this bill. And so, yeah, if you're looking for ways to get involved or help, um, especially if you want to, you know, submit a request through the contact page on Utah Freedom Coalition, um, the girls that run that are are great. They'll put you to work. <laughs> so, Perfect. yeah, those would be the two groups that I'd say. And I collaborate with them, but I'm just not great at, keeping up with email and social media posts and communication pages so gotcha I would go yeah I work with them really closely so now you're you're inundated with work on this stuff do you need help from people yeah um really what I need is I need people to show up you know tune in I actually do have um my I will be posting content soon on my website, utahcorruptionstorm.com. And I'll have a rumble channel going up, but I'll be posting videos and updating you on kind of like what we're doing, what the agenda is, what the new bills brought in. But then also as new bills are incoming, I'm going to try to get back to doing, because I did that in 2023. I'm going to get back to some of the bills that are coming in and let you know what the bills are and let you know what help we need with either support or uh coming out again some protesting the bills and some talking points but honestly what we need is we just need bodies we need bodies to fill city and county you know council meetings and during legislative session it's only six weeks um whatever meetings you can get to you can log in via zoom and you can attend virtually and you comment online if you don't want to go to the capitol but we need help with public comment and with people being involved at a, at a local level is is really what we need we we're doing a lot of research and work to tell you what they're doing and why the bills are bad. And we just need backup. You know, we need numbers. So okay. honestly, that is the, the number one thing you could do to help. <laughs> and you said you, you'll have, when, when will that new website be up where people can get all that information? It is up finally. I just don't have a whole lot on there yet. So I'm working on, on video. I'm going back all the stuff we've talked about. I'm making videos on all the past stuff and then I'll be, once I'm caught up, I'll come out with all the new stuff as well. But um, yeah, I'm working on the videos and stuff and bills to get content up on there. It's not quite, there's not a whole lot on there, but the website is finally up. So what's the name of the website again? Uh, UtahCorruptionStorm.com. Okay, perfect. Tell you what, when you start putting stuff on there and as you start needing bodies to show up at places, hit me with that information and I will blast that. How's that? Awesome. That sounds great. I would absolutely love it. Perfect. All right, Chelsea, you're the bomb. I appreciate you. The bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I did that on purpose. I'm not going to lie. So. Well, I appreciate you having me back on. I always, I always have have a good time with you. So. Awesome. Well, don't be a stranger. No, you either. All right. Bye everybody. Oh, my God.